everyone. This is Friday the 22nd of January 2016. You are listening to a slightly belated uh, edition of the Talking Games podcast. My name is Jackie Turner. I'm here tonight with Mr. Bobby North Ew. running the board for us. Mr. Justin Townsend. You there. Mr. Steve. I said I did that last time. I've got to do it again. It just makes me happy. I don't know about you, but that intro song just got me pumped. <laughs> really? <laughs> really did. Still. But Steve is back. And and with company, we have the lovely Bronwyn in mm-hmm. the room right now. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Steve is back. You've been away for a, a couple of weeks yeah. doing exciting things. Very exciting I hear. things. I hear. Very exciting things. Um, you went up to the Great White North, to Canada, um, to the complete opposite side of the country your girlfriend is living in, I'd like to point out. She's right? never even been to Vancouver. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, see, Steve was in Vancouver. So you didn't pop by and see her since you were in Canada? Nah. No? No. <laughs> no. It's not down the road? Nope. Fairly large country? Yeah, it's it's bigger than the US, that's for sure. Gigantic. It's our hat. <laughs> America's hat. Yeah. America. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was, I flew into Vancouver. I mm-hmm. was, uh, ended up going into British Columbia, uh, to visit the movie set for War for the Planet of the Apes. Not skiing? No. Oh, we're going to, we, 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 we get are, to this yeah, again we and we're going to do Absolutely. the skiing thing again. The mountains I was with fascinated the snow. by the thought of Steve skiing. Mm. He always has a beanie on. It always looks like he's prepared to ski, right? I do have one skiing story. It's super quick. I do once it. stopped myself from skiing. I was going down, uh, down a hill and I purposefully went into a tree in an effort to <laughs> stop myself because I was afraid that if I kept going that I was going to kill someone. <laughs> I was flying down and there was a low branch and I decided just to throw my sticks down, put my arms up, I grabbed on the branch and just kind of went, and <laughs> smashed onto my back. It was epic. So, And that was your first and last time skiing? That was about the seventh time skiing and I don't know that I've been skiing since. I also once got stuck on a cross-country trail without oh, cross-country gosh. skis and no sticks. <laughs> so I had to walk the entire, me and my mom. Try that on a snowboard. <laughs> Whoa. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was terrible. Like, it was, it took us hours to get out. We didn't know the, the route at all. And it's right. like, you know, this way to blah, blah, blah. And when you have not the proper equipment, it sucked. Oh, it's, it, it's never appealed to me, I gotta say. If I found myself on the top of a very large mountain with a plank of wood attached to my feet, jumping off is pretty much the last thing I would think of doing. I don't know. Getting down on my butt and scooching. I would take snowboarding over skiing. Skiing terrifies me. Yeah. I've always wondered, you know, like the people that are in the Olympics and do the X Games shit and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, what do you, where are you in your head where you're confident enough to go however many miles an hour off of a ramp? And do like half gainer twists and three turn whatever the hell it is they do and land that you're not going to land right on your head. I'm not talking about like the people that do yeah. it all the time. I'm saying right. the first time. I would say those people are lacking the basic human instinct for survival. Mm. That is where I, that's mine is very very strong, which is why I don't do stupid shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know how they do it in Vermont at the bigger mountains. They have bags ah where you can practice your tricks and land safely into a bag. Okay. Okay. Or just deliberately land in the bag every time because that sounds like fun, mm. right? <laughs> you have just a ball pit. Yeah. Oh, I do that. <laughs> Clean See, one. That sounds like more well, it like fun. Doesn't have urine at the bottom. 
All right, moving on. So Vancouver. Yeah. So I went to Vancouver. Um, I'll try to I'll try to shorten this up from last time. I went. To, they flew me out on Philippine Airlines. Nobody in any of the rows uh, across from me, so I got to put up the armrests and kind of do a makeshift bed with pillows and blankets nice. and chill. And um, it was good stuff. It was the biggest biggest plane I'd ever been on in my life. I mean, I've, I've flown a good deal, and this thing was huge. It was like a skyscraper that in the sky. Right. Yeah. And. Um, so Vancouver is a little weird. Uh, it's not really my speed. I was in the theater district, and I'm sure that there are parts of Vancouver that are absolutely lovely. I just, Louis Vuitton and Coach and, and <laughs> yeah. Leslie Water. See, this Water. is ridiculous to me. We had this conversation. I had this conversation with Steve where he was telling me about Vancouver. It's you know, not really my thing. It's not, you know, I was in this district in Vancouver, and I'm like, it's the ghetto. People are shooting. Like he is worried for his life. There are crack deals going on in the corner. And the next thing he says is, "There was just too much Louis Vuitton and like yes. Gucci and Coach." I'm like, "What? Too much rich, well-dressed exactly. people? He's it's like, scary." I really didn't like the area because it was just too nice. Too <laughs> nice. Give me some grungy downtown area, and I will love it. Well, it was new. It was weird because it's been like it's been it's in the process of being gentrified. Like they're they're changing that area specifically that when you are I walked several miles in each direction from like I went left I went right I went straight and I went behind my hotel because I had two nights to do whatever I want and I figure you know just walk around see what's what and I never found anything like really interesting or unique um there were like marijuana dispensaries every couple of doors down so again, I just failing to see the issue. That right part now. I was okay with. I just I don't get it. Right, Gucci, Coach. You, you and buy the weed? bag, you fill it up exactly. with weed, and then you go home. What is the problem here, Steve? Me and you are clearly not on the same wavelength. Somebody <laughs> told me that you don't like. You can actually like the dispensaries. You can just go in and buy it. I didn't know that. Yes. See? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I should have stormed the Not castle. Not appreciating the Don't finer Don't you still need a prescription life. for it, though? Oh, I, I got a prescription. So. Although you can get it from anywhere, apparently, in any of the legal states. It's probably legal. Yeah, you still got to get a prescription when it's legal. Uh, Huntington now has a dispensary yes. that they opened on the 15th of this month. And uh, I qualify in, like, five different categories for that stuff. Oh, man, I need to find something wrong with me. <laughs> would you like me to bust out the list? I wondered what you were going to say for a minute. I was like, would you like me to bust out your face? That's where I thought he was going with that com- with that sentence. Oh, that was like uh, one of Mel's aunts okay. apparently in uh, California. She just went when they made it legal over there. She went and she got her prescription from the back of a, t- a tattoo place. They just filled out her prescription and nice. there she goes. Nice. Amazing. Um, so let me see. I, I can't like... Uh... Yeah, tell us like roughly what you can tell us about why you were there. So I was there to visit uh, the set for War for the Planet of the Apes. It's the third film in the rebooted franchise. Um, if you guys haven't seen them, the first one is very good. The second one is awesome. Um, the third one looks to be really, really crazy and um, kind of changing up the status quo of what's going on in the evolution of the apes and the apes humans getting along together, uh, so on and so forth. I really can't tell you much about what I saw, but I can tell you that I did uh, interviews with Terry Notary, who plays Rocket. He's also the uh, movement choreographer for all of the actors. And uh, I sat down for about an hour with Andy Serkis, who's been Gollum in Lord of the Rings, and he's Caesar in um, the Apes movies, as well as tons and tons and tons of other people, uh, Terry Notary as well. And uh, this other woman who plays the uh, character of Maurice named uh, Karen. And... You know, each 
each one of them was first of all spectacular but getting to see them in the suits like the motion capture suits and like the little nipple node things that they use <laughs> to you know know where they are on camera and the the spots on their faces so that they can map their faces and and do all the things they need to do watching them go from human beings that are just lounging in a chair talking with you as you're talking to them and like you know their foot's up and they're leaning back and they're kind of playing with their coffee cup or whatever and they're just people and then when they start talking about their craft and what they're doing and they try to give you examples they completely like devolve into ape mode were they picking fleas out of your beard no <laughs> no they weren't but, uh, well, that's rude, isn't it? They can even do that for you. Jeez. Nah. The nits. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but like watching their facial expressions change, watching their posture change just on the spot, like right in front of your eyes. It's one thing to see it in like a behind the scenes feature and they like, they, they, they edit it. So all of a sudden they're just doing it to watch the process of them sitting there being Terry Notary and Andy Circus to being Rocket and Caesar right. is just fascinating to mm-hmm. all hell so um I I mean, i'm a... just wondering if they go home at the end of the day and start like throwing their shit around and they're like oh <laughs> damn it get out of character out of character right now right wouldn't that be funny i'm no. not sure i'd find it amusing if it was my house but if justin's looking at me again like really with the poop again <laughs> i don't have anything to say to you <laughs> see oh, that'd dear. be one hell of a thanksgiving dinner wouldn't it <laughs> find out that the... never mind i'm not even gonna go there that's disgusting <laughs> Um, so, but it was fun. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. Honestly, I, I know it's only been a few days. I don't remember what the hell else I said about it. <laughs> I can't really say much because I'm I'm yes. under embargo. Yeah. The movie doesn't come out until the summer of 2017. Wow! So, so my coverage yeah. is going to be a while. I have a mm-hmm. about five hours worth of stuff to transcribe, which is the worst part of that job. But um, 20, 20th Century Fox did a really really great job. Their rep Molly put together a wonderful trip. I drank and eight on their dime they gave mm-hmm. me money to go to the movies Sweet. uh they took us out to this fancy italian restaurant um about 10 other reviewers were with me for this trip and uh it was a good time i mean i wouldn't like i wouldn't be rushing to go back to vancouver unless it was work related or i had plans with friends or you really wanted that new louis vuitton bag <laughs> i wanted i wanted to to go into yeah, one take of the, note like, for Bromman's sake at least <laughs> like they, they were rock and roll venues right like they were every now and again i would come across like the vault or something like that and it's they're notorious for having shows back in just a couple of years ago and to walk past them now and they're either you know uh, an overhang for homeless or they're um just they're just closed and boarded up mm-hmm. and like people used to rock those places out and it would have been cool just on a random night to be like, oh, who's playing? And like, all right, you know, 17, 25 bucks. I'll go see whatever just for the sake of seeing a concert while I'm there. And there was no opportunity for that. So boo. (laughs) Boo indeed. Yes. Uh, Do you want to hear about Jackie's adventures in babysitting? Oh, yes. Oh, God. (laughs) Do tell. So despite all his, uh, you know, blowhard and, and constant, you know, getting at me, Justin thought it'd be a great idea to leave me in charge of both his kids. <gasps> Hysterical. <laughs> Hysterical. I love them to pieces, but it was there, there was one particular moment that was just ridiculous. I'm sitting in uh, Finn's bedroom, Finn's little baby. We're sitting in the bedroom. I'm trying to get him to go to sleep. And he is perfectly still. And I, I, I'm rocking him back and forth. And I look down, his eyes wide open, staring at me. And I'm like, oh, come on. 
kind of just close your eyes. So I'm texting Justin at the same time. I'm in this rocking chair holding the baby, texting Justin. I'm like, I can't get him to go down. He's like, turn on the sleep sheep. I'm like, all right, where's the sleep sheep? It's attached to the crib. I'm like, okay, I can't see it. Look on the crib. It's attached to the crib. I can't see it. He's like, it's a sheep. It's attached to the crib. And I'm like, I can't see it. All the time I'm like rocking the baby. So I take a picture of the crib and I send it to him. And he's like, it's the giraffe. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the giraffe is dressed like a sheep or is it just a giraffe and it not was, actually a sheep? It was a sheep at one time. <laughs> so, but I'm looking around this room thinking I'm going crazy. I said, it's the thing on the crib with the no, buttons. No, no, no. You very clearly said the, the sleep sheep. Okay. <laughs> and I've got Jorah, the three-year-old in there. And I'm like, do you know what a sleep sheep is? Where's the sleep sheep? He's like, I don't know. So like, I'm looking for this. So, you know, then I'm thinking, all right, God, this is not going great. But eventually Finn starts to close his eyes. I'm like, yeah, I've got him. He's going down. And at that point where you're right in that middle ground between if I move too soon, he's going to wake straight up and scream at me. But I don't want to sit here forever. So I'm like, let me just wait till he starts, you know, till he's asleep. I look up and I look out the room in time to see Jorah, the three-year-old, pushing a dining room chair with his booster seat on top of it across the living room. And I'm like, Jorah, what are you doing? He's like, I gotta climb up to get the remote. The remote's like six feet in the air on the top of the TV stand. I'm like, no, can you just wait? I need to get the remote. No! So, Please stop. So yeah, it was it was kind of amusing. But they were both still alive when, when, when Justin got home. So True story. Yeah, it went well. Oh, and also um, my other favorite bit was when, because it's early in the morning and everyone knows I don't really do early in the morning very well. Uh, so I get there. <laughs> yeah. So I get there and I've got my travel mug with my coffee in it. And I sit down after Justin leaves and I take a couple of mouthfuls of coffee and I sit next to Jora and I turn around and I'm like, so hey bud, how's it going? What should we do today? And he looks up and he goes, I don't like coffee. <laughs> I'm like, does my breath smell like coffee? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh good this is a great start of the day the three year old just told me my breath smells <laughs> awesome. also true yeah, see, it was. children so, have yeah. no filter <laughs> no not at all so that was my adventures in babysitting with Justin's children <laughs> to be continued <laughs> apparently so yeah so that was fun Justin what have you been up to I have no memory of anything I've done in the last couple of days <laughs> to blur see normally it's... I have a very good story when that happens yeah uh I can't like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking and I can't think oh wait I can I can that's right last weekend uh, my wife and I uh, took a day off an Date evening night. off yes we got babysitters and spent 24 hours in a hotel room did you watch Netflix we watched Netflix the whole time <laughs> what'd you watch uh, we finished Jessica Jones uh, we were on episode 10 oh, and nice. it took us you know I had mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but like we started watching The Martian, and it took us like five hours to watch The Martian, and it's that's when amazing, I decided. Right? Once you have kids, that you you take a day off, and you're like, I am gonna sleep as much as I yeah. can physically sleep. Uh, so we got we got a room down in Port uh, Port Jefferson, and uh, we just watched uh, Jessica Jones, and I had rented a movie off the Apple TV, but I guess for some reason I had never done that before, and the, the Wi-Fi was just terrible because it, yeah. it, it has to partially download. Mm -hmm. Netflix was working fine streaming. Uh, so the movie was going to take like four hours and we were like, should we make dinner reservations at that place down, uh, that steak place? And it was like, nah, it's cold on a Saturday night oh, in Port Jeff. No, Paces isn't there anymore. Oh really? It's called Old Fields now. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And, uh, she was like, nah, we'll be fine. 
And so we went down there and it was like, yeah, it's a two hour wait. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we're just eating Chinese food. <laughs> uh, and then we ended up watching some Netflix episodes and chill, right? yeah, of uh, Sherlock. Ah, oh, nice. Love that show. Oh, yeah. It's good, right? It was good. You looked like you were going to say something else. Oh, no, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> good. Uh, Bob, you been up to anything exciting? Nothing really all that exciting. Watched a couple of TV shows and that was pretty much oh, it this week. That's it. Favorite new beer? Uh, haven't no really come across new nothing beer? yet. Oh, no. dear. See, that's how you Although know your I, life is stale. I know. Right? Tell me about right it. There. Coming yeah. back from all the craziness. <laughs> Although I do have creeps telling me that we have this uh, beer distributor place around the corner from us that just closed down. And he's oh. like, we should totally get together, buy it, and make a brewery there. I'm like, with <laughs> what money exactly? Did we strike lotto? Mike doesn't Ooh. understand the concept of money. Yeah, he's just, let's just do it. It's like the perfect time. I'm like, you're missing the, we don't have money. Yeah. I don't have money anyway. <laughs> we can start talking beer. That's, that's, right? yeah, and eventually, maybe. And like, raise funds, right? Yeah. I, I, I see we've had a, a lot podcast. of requests for that, actually. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I the last that. two years we've yeah. had requests start for Start a brewery and start a podcast about you're setting if, up of a brewery. If you walk around the corner right there, there's a nice 15-gallon conical fermenter sitting in the living room there i got to finish go. putting together. I got a, uh, Just don't let creeps be involved in it yeah. at all. <laughs> I have a sealed uh, delirium tremens in the car. Oh, nice. For uh, after dinner. It's good I'm stuff. About it. A little taster of talking beer right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff. That stuff is, I love a good uh, like uh, Belgian ale. Mm. It's one of my favorites. Oh. Well, you know what? We have got uh, about 30 minutes into the show without actually talking about a single video game. I know. So we... <laughs> Oh, see, look at him over there, just sighing and oh, oh. catching up on rolling my eyes at you. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about some video games, right? Yeah, sure, yes. video games. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bob, let's start with you. Um, mm-hmm. Me and you have actually both been playing recently a recent edition Disney Infinity. Yes, I did. Which Justin has talked about on the show. Um, Luke got the Star Wars edition. You didn't tell me this with Kylo Ren. Nice. Oh, yeah. He loves Kylo Ren. He doesn't want to play as anyone else. Kylo Ren's awesome. Yeah. So he has that. And Bob picked it up recently as well. Yep. I got the uh, special edition mm-hmm. version of it. It has uh, Boba Fett in it, yes. which you can only get through the special edition apparently. And he goes for like $60 on eBay. Nope. You can buy him regularly now. Oh, now you can? I think so. I, I thought they I said bought, they only threw him. Oh, maybe I people bought, are selling I it. I bought more figures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like and crack. I, and I think I remember seeing uh, Boba Fett and thinking about buying him, but realizing that He's the lamest character in the world. Oh, so. So, no. Oh, yeah. We are not Justin. having this. Comp- no, no. Yes. We are lamest. not having this argument on the show. We had this discussion the other day. No. Holy Steve crap. Is, Steve is the same way. He's like, he's in the show. He's in the films for like seven minutes and he's shit and he dies. He gets that's his it. ass kicked. The films and don't do him justice. Eight, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. He's like, why does everyone care so much about? Read yeah. the books. That's, and that's and books. like I said on the show, that is a perfectly <laughs> legitimate reason <laughs> No, the last people, the last group of people that I asked about Boba Fett did not give me that. They didn't give me anything. Right, right. They were just like, he looks cool, man. I'm like, that's I me. I just love the name, and I think he looks awesome. No. And I love when he goes off into the Sarlacc pit. Oh. It just makes me laugh. I just oh. worst character. Ever. That, that brought tears to my eyes that they did that to him in the movie. I'll tell you, in the new movie, in The Force Awakens, there are mm-hmm. about seven new character designs that look way cooler than that guy. So he's got some competition now. Well, and also like thirty years on. You know, I feel like too. let's not talk about Star Wars. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> this is an argument that will go on all night, and we'll just end up hating each other more than we already do. Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Hate all of you. <laughs> like you need more reasons. Come on. Sure. So, Bob, 
Mm-hmm. We played Disney Infinity. You yep. enjoying it so far? I have been totally enjoying it. I actually started playing it. I bought it originally because my nieces wanted something to play when they came over. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started playing w- with them when they were here. And I was thinking, all right, this is just a kid's game, whatever. Just let them have their little thing and do it. And my niece was like, no, come play with me. I'm like, all right. So I jumped on the controller, started playing it. And I was like, this game is actually kind of fun. <laughs> I could see myself playing it for a while. So now when she comes over, you're actually like 15 levels ahead of where she left. Oh, yeah. Right? Cause <laughs> what, do you, what do you get for the base package? Like if I, I, got a, I got a gift certificate for my birthday for mm-hmm. uh, like, and I, I, I'm intrigued by getting, this will be the third time that I dip into Disney Infinity. Mm-hmm. What am I getting? Am I getting, like, am I paying for the base again? Uh, if you have the base already, you yeah. could probably just buy the digital version of the game itself. It's like 15 bucks, I yeah. think. It's yeah. probably better off that way. Less? No, it's, no the I game. think it's like 15 bucks. Really? Yeah, you I get the digital version. The digital versions of the game, you already have the base. Yeah, You already have them. some figures. Right. So you would need to go out, to, um, yeah. You, you would just buy, need the game digitally, you, and then you need one of the play sets with the whatever figures. Or if you just want to do the toy box, you don't even need a play set. You just need the characters. Yeah, so that's what you could do. You could go uh, download the game digitally, but at that point, he's buying one of the play sets, and the play sets, depending on which one he gets, are, mm-hmm. well, you can find them on sale for like, between, I think like twenty paid, and thirty bucks. Um, we paid forty eight dollars for the game, the base. Yeah, see, that, it's, really? it's almost it? cheaper to do that. Yeah, oh, wow. they, they've yeah, it's like a little price. starter kit right. or something right. like that. Yeah, it sounds like maybe they're not even charging for the base anymore. It just comes packaged. Yeah, yeah. it's I, when I bought it, it was sixty bucks for the base, mm. the two figures, the um, thing, and the game. The Ghostbusters Lego Dimension stuff came out. The other day. See, Layer Dimensions is still more expensive. Yeah. I think it's like 80 bucks to start. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's 30 bucks like per playset. Yeah. Like the, the portal and the, But the thing is, is well, that, that's where Disney Infinity, uh, Infinity is at as well. Right. The playsets are 30 bucks. So, okay. So you bought you bought the Star Wars 3.0. What did you get for that? And did you you had to buy another playset in order to play more of the Star Wars stuff, right? Uh, I got the, um, what was it? The Luke and... The Luke and Leia, Leia one. one. And then there was the other one. Um... Yours came, yours came with um, the the Twilight with the two swords. Twilight of the Princess. Yeah. Uh, Twilight. God, Twilight Princess. Um, Twilight of the uh, the Empire or the Republic. Twilight of the Republic, I think. Yeah. And that comes with Anakin and the girl from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Hey, Oscar. Okay. Uh, Ashoka, then, right? Yeah, I think Ashoka. that's it. So is the extra yeah, world like Jakku or something like that? No. Uh, the, like I bought the Force Awakens playset and that, that was like 30 bucks and that comes with Finn and Rey and it's own like six to seven hour campaign yeah. so like those little um, play sets are the play six sets. to seven hours I think so damn um, that's awesome you put it like you put the the globe little globe thingy on and that changes like you have the game and those things change what the game does yeah. but you can mm-hmm. always go into the toy box or, or into the toy hub and that's where you do all the other stuff yeah we've been having a lot of fun with the, the uh, toy box we basically got we picked up the race game so there's like a little race thing you can put all the characters through the pod racers there's uh it comes with different it's like um if you want to think of like mario kart almost every every character has its own different car in it is it a you fully the, fleshed thing? Are you talking about the power discs? No, no, no. It's not a power disc. It's an actual... It's, it's a, a play set? It's a little... Um, yeah, it's like a play set. It was which, like... Um, which play set? With cars? It's, it has... Um, it's a racing... I'm trying to think of the name of it. it. I just know it has the racing. It's the other one because, you know, they have the two. It's One is the racing is and one is the... Is it in the living room right now? Yes. It okay. should be in the living room. The other one is the villains uh, take over the toy box. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, Luke was enjoying. Uh, he was fighting the bad guys from The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And then he was driving every kind of vehicle... I've ever seen in Star Wars, <laughs> and he was doing his—he was fighting the Incredibles people as, as Kylo Star Wars. Ren. Yeah. Oh, see, that's that already mm-hmm. sounds better than the yeah. other two. It sounds like they finally integrated characters coming over from other franchises. Right. Yeah, you can. Yeah, because that was like that was the one of the shitty parts about 2.0 was that you could only 
bring in like toy box you could only play in the toy box and if you couldn't find like good downloadable levels it wasn't like super mario mm-hmm. maker where right. there was like solid crazy stuff right off of the bat it means it's gotten only better mm-hmm. but um i'd be curious to see if people actually got a hold on uh downloading or, or creating levels for that thing because it is super complex right mm-hmm. you know just just laying down uh like the wiring for switches yeah to open stuff was mm-hmm. was really tough in the beginning of that uh you have the inside out playset. Oh, that that was the other one. That's the other place that I picked up from my How's niece. How's that one? Uh, she's actually been liking it. it. It comes with anger, and it comes with what's the girl from it? Joy. Uh, joy. Yeah. Anger yeah. and joy. Uh, you see, you can't take like Kylo Ren into the Inside Out playset. You could only do that in the toy box. Yeah. Um, and then like there's like little power discs I think that you can get that would open up some other things, but in the in the toy box there are like challenges and stuff that you can do. Uh, there's like each little hub has like five to six like uh, challenges where there's a uh, what's it called um, you know there's like little races and like um, you know you go to Endor and you can do something you're all driving around on speeders neat um, there's something else uh, the the PvP part where you can like bring two people in to do a PvP thing and there's like a Splatoon type deal in there Ooh. and a couple of other uh, games but it's called Toy Box Speedway Toy Box Speedway okay. That sounds really, and that's built into the game. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, it sounds awesome. I uh, I'm gonna have to purchase that. I think I bought like three more figures. <laughs> I can't stop. They yeah, get you, man. You're obsessed. They have uh, Amazon I Prime, I think. Right now, if you're a Prime member, that has a discount on the new uh, Marvel one that's coming out. Ooh. If you pre-order it, I think it's like twenty-three dollars or something like that. That's that is a, a <laughs> pros- that's probably gonna happen. What did I get this week? I got yeah. Iron Fist, Iron Fist. Uh, hero from Big Hero Six. Somebody nice. else. I want the Hulkbuster. Uh, well, I, I got Baymax. that last week. Yeah. I have the big like Baymax that. one. Yeah. I now have like I think sixteen or seventeen of them, and I bought two Amiibo wow. this week. Which That's ones? Crazy. Uh, I bought uh, Shovel Knight and the Ape It Thirty Edition, a uh, thirty year anniversary Mario, and then I put them on top of my computer at work. <laughs> nice, nice, very cool, awesome. You know what I got uh, the other day I, for uh, my birthday? I got a light that you. Uh, it's a ghost from Pac-Man, oh. and it has like at least sixteen different light shades to it. But it has a knob on the back that, if you increase it, it uh, registers the sound in the room, and the flashing of the ghost actually reacts to music and sound. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, oh, that's it was really cute. cool. I plugged it in earlier today. We were like fascinated, like laughing at it, and as we were laughing, you could see like the lights <laughs> right. registering inside. It was really neat. That's great, uh, Steve. What have you been playing? I've been playing a ton of stuff since mm-hmm. I was last on the show. Um, where do you want me to start? Because I've been playing, I've been playing some board games, and I've been playing some old school stuff. I go some of the old school stuff. So okay, um, my friend Brendan and I were were cleaning up his basement, uh, in an attempt to build like a like a gaming area type of thing. We got a huge, uh, huge wooden table for tabletop gaming, which I've been getting really big into these last couple weeks. And uh, we found his old box of like his Super Nintendo, his Atari, the Genesis, whatever. And um, we found the GunCon set. Hmm. And uh, we found Ninja Assassins, Time Crisis 3, and um, what the hell? Vampire Knights in, in the pile. And uh, we popped in Time Crisis 3. Oh, my favorite. It's, you know <laughs> what, dude? Like, I, I like that game a lot, but the way that they've mapped the. Um, the gun mm-hmm. for that particular game and the um 
like sighting something as 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 silly as sighting something with that old with that old technology where you have to have like a specific television in order to even you, do it. Did you calibrate it fully? Yeah, okay. that's the thing. Like I calibrated the hell out of it, but then as soon as we started it, it always felt like it was shooting off to the left, mm. and it was driving me nuts. And the other thing is that they have the um, what serves in some games as like the reload is the game the gun itself. It's like that big orange handgun thing. Mm-hmm. On the bottom, kind of the like you're, like you're shoving a clip into the gun, mm-hmm. you have to press that every time you want to poke out of the thing. So when you are smacking the bottom of this gun to poke out from behind the hole, you're offsetting. You could change your that aim. to uh, if you have an old controller. Yeah, what we used to do the old. Uh, I think it was on the PlayStation. Put on the floor and step on it. Uh-huh. Oh, Stomp the hell out of the uh huh. Stop the hell of the controller. It was pretty that. fun. Ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I didn't even. You know what? Maybe we'll try that out. Um, but we did play Ninja Assassins, and man. Those games, those like those old school GunCon games, are hard. Mm. Yeah, they're hard. Like you cannot avoid some of the crap. Like the ninjas come out and they start flipping, and you could see them from all the way in the background, and they're coming at you, and you there's just there's very little that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really great like multiplayer experience. It was fun to just play with that stuff and just see if it still holds up. And that game, as far as it being challenging and the guns actually working for that game, was really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go through a couple of other things that we played. I popped in uh, Rockstar's Manhunt on the PlayStation 2. Nice. I got about maybe 10 minutes into it and gave up. <laughs> I, I played the living crap out of that game, and I remember how good I got at it. And then I popped it in the other night. And I mean, just not being able to move the camera with the right thumbstick is just like my brain can't make that adjustment to go back Mm -hmm. and so it's like you're walking you're walking and then you use the right thumbstick and it goes into a first person view instead of just turning the camera it just clicks over like a that into first person and it's so disorienting (laughs) to then you know come out of that to make your attacks and stuff like that and i'd forgotten just how long you actually have to hold the button down to do like the best executions and um, like I used to know that stuff like the back of my hand. I would go through that entire game in stealth mode. Now I suck. So, um, but it was fun. It was fun to see yeah. graphically. I mean, presentation wise, it still holds up. Uh, I played Res, which is one of my favorite games of all time. That is the music generating game. Well, you know, you talked about mm-hmm. it for the the VR thing. Mm-hmm. It only made me more excited to see what that ends up being. It made Justin oh, very yeah. excited too. It made me very excited to throw oh, up man. in a garbage can. Because <laughs> uh, that game, that game is is just super fun. Um, you fly, you basically you fly through these psychedelic worlds, connecting uh, your shots to things that are flying around in the air, and it creates beats and makes music as you're flying through and as you collect these certain pieces you actually evolve as like a human being and you become one with the music and you eventually go into like the lotus position and you're shooting things instead of through your hands you're now shooting them out of the third eye in your forehead and yeah it's basically it's, like a really bad acid trip yeah it's really awesome now imagine it's, it in vr yeah yeah that's the reason i'm buying a playstation vr i want that so bad uh we got into some fighting games we played Guilty Gear X, mm, nice. which is awesome. Uh, side-scrolling, you know, uh, beat-em-up game. But um, of all the fighters we played, we played a couple of others. But holy shit, Soul Calibur 3 mm. from Namco. Soul Calibur 3 on the PlayStation 2, that game is still as good as it was when it came out to today. It That game is tight. Like, the all the, all the controls... Even the graphics are still decent. The gameplay is super fast and super fun. It's really competitive. My heart 
was racing. <laughs> um, one of the only drawbacks is that I don't know if it's because I'm older now and maybe my hands are bigger, but the PlayStation 2 controller feels like a Awkward. micro machine mm. yeah. or like a Christmas yeah. ornament in my hand. Yeah. And when, when they don't allow you to use the thumbsticks, you have to use a directional pad. And like my thumb is now bigger than that pad <laughs> that I'm just basically like digging my thumb into the center of it and leaning that by the end of the first, like we put it up to three rounds, you know, whoever win best of three wins by the end of that first round, your hand is cramped to shit. And like, you just, it was, it was insane. But as far as like getting back into that mode of screaming at each other and like punching each other as we're trying to like get that last lick of <laughs> so health you're 15 off, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so it was just it was hilarious. Um, really quick rundown. I played Silphied, uh, not a side scrolling shooter, like a top down shooter. Absolutely gorgeous. Still looks good. Uh, I popped in the Com uh, Capcom Classics collection. I played 1943 Rai uh, Sansan, which is a character from one of the Marvel vs. Capcom games. I think it was Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Commando, Gunsmoke, uh, just a whole bunch of cool stuff. And then. Uh, we played a couple of board games, which is pretty much where I've been hanging my gaming time and my gaming hat lately. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know when it happened, but like power card games and like big complicated, like I just got in the mail today, uh, Eldritch Horror, which is this like giant hours upon hours of gameplay Cthulhu based. I want to get Bob over to, to <laughs> yeah. come and play it. Um, He's our resident Cthulhu expert. Yeah. But, um, but I'll, I won't go through all of them, but one of the games that I played that was really awesome was uh, called Takaneko. And Takaneko is a tile-based game where you are, you start with um, like, a, like a water spring and from that water spring, you roll your die and your dice and depending on the weather conditions of that dice is the type of moves that you're allowed to execute and you pretty much purchase land and you pick up these objective cards and you try to plot the land and then buy irrigation pipes and you have to irrigate and uh, do like piping throughout the tiles in order to be able to grow bamboo on those tiles so you have a gardener piece and a uh, panda piece and every turn you get um, whatever your initial turn is. Like if you land on the sun, you get to do three actions instead of two. I'm going to put out a little PSA. Never try to grow bamboo in your yard because it'll never go away. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Us too. It's destroying our mm -hmm. But um, it's awesome. Like you got, it's really super competitive. And it's, it's interesting in that at first you're kind of working cooperatively in the game to get the board going. But then steadily, as you keep moving on in the game, you start to become more and more suspicious of why people are building <laughs> right. that pattern there. And if you're, if you're like, your goal is to lay a certain <clears throat> amount of tiles and irrigate them so that you can place that card down and get your points, and then all of a sudden, like if you need three connecting yellow ones and somebody gets like a red and it's their turn and they smack a red right down in the middle of your yellow, mm -hmm and it completely just warps out your whole plan. All of your, all of the things that you were planning on doing are now ruined and that you now have to give up that card and well, take another I objective. bear that in mind the next time I'm trying to grow bamboo, bamboo on my- uh, Don't do it. Have you yeah. to bear it in mind? <laughs> I don't ever want to see bamboo again. Okay. Actually, we, uh, me, Bobby and Jay once decided we were going to play Game of Thrones, the board game, <laughs> which is like risk times 1000 oh it's boy. so ridiculously complicated but it's do, do, very do, do, it's, do, do, yeah it's very do, do. good 
So we all decided that, first of all, the instruction book was about 45 pages long and just, it's like a book. Yeah. You should just give you one page and just say, ha, don't get used to any character. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Eldritch Horror that I got tonight has two books. Right, exactly. So me and Jay look at this book and I read the first page. I'm like, oh. So I call Bobby. I'm like, can you come around and explain how to play this game to me? <laughs> so that's what he does. So Bobby comes around and we sit down and we put on the Game of Thrones music and we drink Game of Thrones beer. And we listened to the theme tune over and over for about two and a half hours. Oh my God. <laughs> it was awesome though. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We, we're going to do that one of these days. I have one of the Game of Thrones beers sitting on the table over there. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I think it's Take the Black. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, Justin, what have you been playing? A bunch of things actually. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'll start with uh, Disney Infinity. I've been playing a little bit more Disney Infinity. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw credits on um, Far Cry 3 finally <laughs> okay uh, oh i still haven't beaten that how far are you actually through the game like 57 57 percent okay around and that's about with like 30 something hours mm -hmm. and it's a big game what made you go back to it i never stopped oh you've just I, been gradually playing a little bit at a time mm -hmm. for the last year it was just i was clearing out uh islands and bases and stuff and then i was like oh, i guess I should, I should just beat this story um so i i finished that uh, one night I played uh, World of Tanks, which is a Bobby joint. The best game. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, yeah. It was me, my, uh, me and like myself. The world and, of, uh, what's, yeah. the, what's the other one? It's like the world of, world of Tanks, World yeah, of Warplanes, right. and World of Warships. Yeah. Okay. Three you, in the same developer. World of Warcraft? No. No, I knew they were other like mm -hmm. weird vehicle games. Yeah, they own all the, the pretty much the... I guess you want to call it war right. type game, right. civil war, whatever it is. Uh, so it was me, Laz, Andy, and Nick, and Creep jumped in as well. And uh, you started, and I just n did not understand how to play this game at all. Uh, Your starting tank is just basically cannon fodder. You're pretty driving much. around until you can upgrade later. Uh, it was fun, though, because, I mean, I would die almost, like, instantaneously, and then I would watch until everybody else died, and then... Like, the battle could still be going on. Like, we watched one to completion because Laz was, like, hiding out in a corner somewhere. And that battle went on, like, for, like, 20 minutes, like 20 to 25 minutes. Right. So, but when you're all dead, you could just hit X to go back to your garage and uh, you could just go to another match. Except you can't take the tank that you were just using because it's still technically being used in a match. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. once you have multiple tanks, uh, you can, you know, be like, all right, that, that one's in use. Let's go use this one. Um, we played it for like a couple hours and I was having fun like I eventually killed it like I upgraded and got a tank and killed a couple of people it's like complete pay to win though oh yeah it is it's always been like that they've had golden they, they call it their gold ammo which is like armor piercing oh, and explosive okay. that you can buy with real world money that's the one downfall to that game that I didn't like and a lot of people do that I'm yeah, sure uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it just came out <clears throat> out of beta on console and so Andy was like let's play it for let's play it and I was like alright yeah sure we'll, we'll give that a shot hmm. It's still heard, a fun um, game. It was I, fun, yeah. yeah. Talking about coming out to console, I heard Ark is a bit of a mess on the Xbox One. Uh, I couldn't even begin to think about how bad they probably made it yeah. on there. Yeah, apparently it doesn't look very good and it's very glitchy. Yeah, because I mean, it, even still now, they're still fiddling with it on the PC, so mm -hmm. I can't imagine it being neat for quite some time. Yeah. Justin, did you check out Baseball Riot yet? Baseball Riot? There's, it's a, you could download the demo on the PS4. It's that game. I don't know if you saw the trailer for it, but uh, it's a a baseball player who something happened into an energy drink and all the fans and some of the players have gone crazy and his batting average is absolutely terrible. So they bring him in to uh, 
hit balls. It's a puzzle or where you actually hit the baseball and it ricochets off of the walls of levels and you have to knock out the crazed fans while collecting stars as the, the this ball sounds, ricochets. This sounds like something I'd be interested in. It's five bucks. <laughs> I'll have to go do that. It's five bucks for the whole thing and you can download the demo for free and Bravo and I were actually playing it before we came over here and it's just stupid fun. All right, I'm going to definitely check that out tonight then. Um, How about uh, anything else? Oh yeah, so Bobby and me have been playing two of the same games. Oh yes. Okay. Um, I'll start with the Banner Saga. Oh, yes, yeah, so I was going to ask Bobby about this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we're both playing that, and um, it is a top-down RPG, turn-based combat with a comic book art style. Correct. And it kind of has like a Game of Thrones-ish vibe right. to it. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing you see uh, when the game starts is like a, a rolling text, and it's like, the gods are dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, all right, well. well. This is also from Stoic Studio, too. Stoic Studio. That. Bobby wanted to make sure the developer got named. Yes. Like to um, give him credit for putting out a decent game. Although we've never done that with any other game ever. So sorry, <laughs> all, other, they're, they're sorry all, all other developers. Sorry, try harder. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, and so the text goes on about like uh, there's giants in this in this world. There's men in this world. And the giants and men have an uneasy alliance. And everything moves except for the sun. The sun doesn't move. It's stuck in the sky. It froze. In the sky. Okay. So like, you know. In Game of Thrones, you have, like, the, the never-ending winters and things like mm-hmm. that. And so it kind of, like, takes inspiration from there. This game came out in, like, 2014 on PC, and I've been waiting for a console port for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't do turn-based RPGs, which is not my thing. Um, especially tile-based ones where you have to, like, move your characters around and, like, no. But uh, the artwork and the, the concept of the game drew me into it. And so I'm a little bit behind Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe, like, two hours into the game. Um it's weird because there's no dialogue. There's like next to no spoken dialogue in the game. It is you... all written text. Yeah, that's the one downside to it. I mean, the, the intro starts off with like an amazing animation and it's all voiced. And then you get into the game and then it's just like read, 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 read. read. <laughs> yeah, I, um, oh, damn it. I had a question for you and now I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> it was right there. It'll I'm sorry. Back. Continue. It'll come back. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm very bad at those turn-based scenarios. So Bob was watching me do a battle last night that I probably could have won in about ten <laughs> earlier turns, but I just never know when to attack armor or when to attack. You know, um, you have to, like two different things. Like you have armor and you have strength, which is your health and how like how much you can attack. Mm-hmm. But the person that you're attacking also has armor and also has um, you know like health and, and attack. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have these battles where it's like five on five or you know or four on five and you are moving your characters around and like so like I'll have two giants and they are obviously melee characters and some some of them have like special abilities where they can hit two characters at one time if they're close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other ones, um, your other characters are like archers will have abilities where like if they get can get close enough. Um, like say that there's an enemy and you have a, a teammate or you know another character of yours next to that enemy, one of the archers can come up and use a special ability and the archer will attack and whatever enemy is right, you could have two enemies, three enemies, if whatever enemy is it's also touching that character, mark the target. it marks the target and that enemy will automatically attack it. And so it's like it's a strategy thing, which mm-hmm. I'm bad at, uh, but I'm enjoying it so far. What about you, Bob? Oh, I've been loving it especially with all the dialogue choices you get with it. So oh, it's yeah. not just that you're just reading. They'll give you things that you can choose, different ways to handle situations with people. And you can either make more friends that come with you on your journey, or you can make more enemies and have to fight them out. <laughs> so like last night, there were, I, okay. I, Bob was watching me play, and there came, here's an example of this. 
So you basically start the game in one area of this world, and then you proceed to a certain point, and then all of a sudden you meet two new characters on the other side of the world. And they don't know it, but they're going towards each other. And so the second set of characters comes across... Um, they have to flee their town because there's these giant monsters. And that's, Dredge. That's Dredge. Those are the main bad guys in the game so far. And they're on the road, and they come across two brothers. Um, and the brothers are a part of a, a town that they're passing by, and people in the town want to leave. But the the ruler of the town uh, doesn't want anybody to leave. They want them to defend their homes. And like so half the town wants to go, and you have to pretty much decide, stay out of it, side with the chieftain, and make the brothers stay. Which you can understand, like you want yeah. them to stay and defend the town, yeah. or you can choose to side with the brothers okay, and, and get leave. more people to come join your clan. And, uh, you know, the choice was, I, I sat down and thought about it, like, I have no idea what the right choice was. So I chose to, ha- like, go help the brothers. And then you have to go murder people in the town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that's <laughs> nice. It wasn't like an, it was that's an easy, pleasant. it wasn't like it was an easy choice, but, like, that's the outcome of the choice yeah. that I made was, like, if I'm going to side with these brothers, I have to help free them from, you know, this captivity that they're in. Right. Gives you more of an investment in this game. Oh, okay. Is Banner Saga f- five bucks? No. Well, it could be on PC. Okay. On console, I think it was, like, 20. What are you playing it on? Console. Okay. Yeah. That was my question from earlier. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else you've been playing? Bob and I tried Rainbow Six Siege last night. Oh, oh yes. That was a uh, lot of fun. It was. I oh, know yeah. you've been really looking forward to that coming oh, out, yeah. Bob. Uh, well, I was told that they fixed the uh, the problem in the multiplayer where if you drop. That was my big concern with the game. What would happen was it would pick whoever had the highest ping, it would host the server, and if they decided, all right, I'm done playing, they quit. It would throw everyone out to the lobby. Oh, that's so. Every time you system. do that, yeah. yeah, it was just crappy. So I was told on the player side, at least, it's been fixed. They still have a problem with it, apparently, with the the uh, Terra Hunt, which is their player versus AI. Uh, we've run into that a couple times last night when we were playing it. Yep. So I haven't played a Rainbow Six game or a Tom Clancy game since Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Rainbow Six Vegas, which was Vegas, uh, Vegas Two is in two thousand eight. And so Bobby was like kind of wanting to play, and the other day they were doing a flash sale on Amazon. It was uh, thirty-five bucks, and so I told him, and I was like, "Look, for thirty-five bucks, I'll get it," because I knew that this game had certain hooks in it where there wasn't a lot there, and it wasn't a game that I was super into. It was kind of like an evolved scenario where you know there's no story campaign; it's multiplayer only. Um, you could play against the AI, but you know there's not like a lot. There's not like a lot of meat there. That's what I had read. And for a game that I wasn't super interested in right off the bat, you know, I didn't really want to pay full price, especially with the backlog. Mm-hmm. But for thirty bucks or whatever, I figured yeah. like it's it, it's worth doing that. And so last night we played for about a half hour, and then we tried streaming. And one of my streams failed immediately. I'm still working on trying to get that totally correct. Apparently, I, for like the fast place multiplayer games i have to drop the quality, quality. down one yeah. one rung on the ladder so instead of it being best hd it's at high and then we had no problems hmm. um but it's interesting uh we didn't try any pvp like hmm. just to like get used to the controls and stuff like i used to get a kick out of just playing terrorist hunt on the old ones so terrorist hunt would be um you could take another person with you i think it was only two back then and there'll be like 35 terrorists and you could choose the difficulty like medium hard and then realistic and you got to take them all out in one life yep and so we were doing that last night but they added in having a squad of five so it's bob me and then three other randoms and we were taking on just normal um computers to start and they put you in a bunch of scenarios like you can either attack or defend and it was defend this hostage so like we found that you know we were the bad guys and so we had a hostage on a plane and we had we were the actual terrorists, and then we had to defend this. <gasps> was hostage. the president 
downstairs saving the day. No, he wasn't. Oh, that would have been so much more. Get off then. my plane. <laughs> uh, there was other stuff where you would like old school, like just eliminate all these bad guys or go defuse these two bombs. And so you start as just a recruit. Uh, you get renowned after playing or renowned. Yeah, renowned. And uh, you can. I think when you get enough of it and you hit a certain level, like three or four, and it goes up quickly. I think we did this in the first like half hour we were yeah. playing. You can buy a specialist. So in Destiny terms, that would be like going to buy a Warlock, a Titan, or a Hunter. Uh, so there's like five or six different types of specialists. Well, it's the different special forces. Yeah, per, that's what I meant. Per, like, the different countries have each their version of special forces. Oh, okay. And then in there, there's uh, I think two four. for attacking and two for defending. So if you're going to pick your character, like if you buy a defender, you'll only be able to play that character when a defense mission comes up. So you got to you know, pick one and one. That way you can keep balance going. Right. Yeah, so like one of the, the choices was like um, Los Angeles SWAT. And there are four choices in there for Los Angeles SWAT. And I think I chose the Russian one. I think it was the Russian one. And I chose one of the attackers on there. And then like they come with like a base set. So you can swap like the, he came with like a, a single shotgun that was very powerful, and then like a sidearm, and then like you can kind of choose like, do I want to use smoke grenade or do I want to use a um, like a C4 thing that will blow through walls? And there's more customization from there. Like you could eventually upgrade the scopes on the gun and stuff like that. See, that kind of thing just doesn't appeal to me as much. See, but it's it's such a different type of gameplay. Yeah. Like me, so Bob and me streamed out about like about an hour of the game last night, just playing this terrorist hunt on, for the most part on normal. So people can get an idea of, like, what the game looks like. And, like, uh, one round I died in the first, like, five seconds. <laughs> like, I, 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 busted in, I busted into a building and did not notice there was C4 on the wall and immediately died. And then you're, like, you're dead. That's it. It's over. Right. Yep. And right. so I switched immediately to, to Bob's screen. It was very – so if anybody's watching, it's very meta. It's kind of like you're watching me watching Bob. <laughs> um, and so, like – it's a very team-based thing. Like last night, what we really should have done was been communicating with the other two other team, uh, three other teammates. Right. But it's like it's it can be when you're playing on those harder difficulties, it can be very intense because yeah, communication's key in there, especially if you move from versus just the AI to actual fighting players. You yeah. really need that. It's I remember not, you talking about that a while ago mm-hmm. when you were saying how excited you were about this game. Yeah. About, well, yeah. it's so tactical, right? Yeah. It's very tactical. Um, I mean, you could kind of run and gun. Like yesterday, I was kind of running and gunning, which was like a, a, a different feeling from the Rainbow Six games of old. Uh, it, it, it was the old Rainbow Six games were very stiff, very like, let's get to cover. Let's, you know, you peek around everything. And this one's a little, like much more free flowing. Hmm. Um, and I liked that better, but still, I mean, you get seen, you're going to get shot yeah. and depending like on normal, I could take like three or four shots. Um, unless it was like a headshot or something, but on the harder difficulties it's like one shot and you're done. Wow. So it's like well, that and they get better at planting things. Like they'll set little ambush points with C4 on like the inside of a stairwell and you'll be walking on the other side of the wall and they'll detonate it and it'll still hurt you through the wall. So the AI gets a lot smarter with where they're putting traps and things. And if you just run, you're probably not going to make it to the end. How's the, like the the destruction physics and stuff like oh, that? Everything can be destroyed pretty much. You pretty much everything. Yeah. So at one point, yeah, on the one I was describing earlier, we were the terrorist on the plane keeping the hostage, and the hostage was in the meeting room in the middle of the plane. And so what you can do is when you start the round, you have a limited number of resources where you could go up to the walls and fortify the walls. So you're walking up to like a regular wall, and it will say, like, press square to fortify the wall. It's and wall. so what you're doing is you have these these packs on you that you push against the wall. Like and then armored like plates. Armored slide plates around. slide up. Oh, okay. And then you like, you, like, you like, like hammer it into the wall, and it will do that. But I ran out. 
So there was a certain spot where like Bob was on the other side of this wall, and so there people were coming in. We'll just call them terrorists. They were coming in, <laughs> even though we're the bad guys, and they were shooting at Bob. But, like, they were missing, but the bullets were coming through the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Can you take care of what you're doing over there? Because they're going to hit. The t- they're going to hit the hostage." Right. Um, and so we kind of uh, like I kind of poked my head out through the wall that was just made, or the hole in the wall that was just made, and was like shooting through the wall to like to help out. <laughs> So yeah, like some walls can't be destroyed that I, I've seen so far, but like there are certain other characters that have like missiles that can like implant the walls and just like take them out, like yeah. thermite grenades and stuff. And I don't have any of that yet. So you also got a badass named Sledge later on. He's yeah, got a nice there's, sledgehammer. There's one guy who is an attacker, who just carries around a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like that's how fun. he gets through. That's how he gets through the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the barricades. Bust through walls with a sledgehammer. See, that's much more my kind of character. Definitely. Yeah, this is not like yeah. a fast-paced Destiny like run and gun. No. It is it is a completely different style of gameplay, but it's been so long since I played one of these mm-hmm. that I was surprised last night how much fun that I was having mm-hmm. with Bob. Awesome. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but the thing about the game that's annoying, and this is the hook, um, is that they've made it like pay to not pay to win uh, because there's no real benefit into the stuff that they're doing, but they're, it's very microtransaction heavy. So here's the thing. Um, you could buy boosters which will increase the speed of your renown and that's fine like other games do that destiny does that mm-hmm. it's not my favorite thing in the world but games are just doing that now if you want to buy it like if you don't have a lot of time you want to buy it you can buy it but here's where it gets like kind of gross is that if three people on your team like say you join a match it's the it's us it's us four right here right when we're playing and steve bob and myself we have this renown booster if you also have it it like quadruples the speed of the uh, of the booster for everybody in the party. Oh. Wow! So if you joined it, and you didn't have it, you could get very easily pressured into going to buy this thing. Like, mm-hmm. come on, just buy it. It's I like see. five bucks. Point. Like, I mean, then again, it's just just boosters for a renown. So it's not you're not buying weapons where it's no. only where if yeah. you pay for it, you're only you getting this weapon. And no, no it's, one else so is. it's not. It's oh, not pay to. See. It's not yeah. pay to win. Mm-hmm. But like, I get this. I get that that all but these games like are doing that But it is like a little pyramid scheme. It did put it as kind of nice thing too because what you'll do is if you buy a booster. The booster will also add a ten percent to everybody on your squad. So everyone in your in your squad will get a ten percent boost, even though they never purchased mm-hmm. anything. But if everybody then does purchase it, mm-hmm. it's like a fifty percent boost. Yeah. yeah. Well, hope, I think that's how it's going to work. If it stacks, if it doesn't stack, I know, then... I, I know for a fact it stacks. Yeah. Okay. Is there like is there a ceiling for how powered you can get, or how many upgrades, or? Uh, so far, I haven't. I I I think I only paid for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So. There eventually you could just stop buying specialists. Like you'll run out. Like you'll buy them you, all pretty much. Yeah. So when you first buy a specialist, it's like five hundred renown. Mm-hmm. But if you want to buy another specialist and a different, like a different um, specialist group, like if you instead of being on the Russian one, if you wanted to go do the LA SWAT, it's also five hundred bucks uh, or renown or whatever. But if you want to buy another character in that one, it jumps to a thousand. So every like it, that's the hook to get you keep mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. is. It takes longer each time to unlock the next character in that specialist group. So the next one will be 1,500 and then eventually 2,000. Yeah. You get it kind of quickly. And some of the rounds, like we got a trophy last night for, or something for like beating that. one of the rounds in like two minutes. Do they like give you the booster to bait you and then take it away? So, oh, so they've never uh, – we didn't have one. No, okay. they don't give it to you for free yeah. starting off. Yeah, so but here, man, try some of this. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. I mean, Although like, they they have the season pass, if you buy it, it gives you a five percent permanent booster to your character. Yeah, and uh, it also gives you access to the eight new specialists that are coming. You'll get them like seven days ahead of time. Yeah, so like the game has 
interesting things about it. Um, I like so far. I really, I'm really enjoying it. But it's not like a, a game that I want to drop money in on boosters and things like mm-hmm. that. Unless, like you know, I was really, really, really into this thing and just wanted to like. I'd pick up the season pass. Yeah, yes, I could see that for you. Getting a season pass, fine, whatever. Like if you want the other characters and stuff, I'm just not thrilled about the whole, you know, pressure and like we're pressuring Jackie to get a booster so that we can get that extra fifteen percent uh, apiece. I would never be that crazy with it. You're still gonna get there. It no, may just take there, you a little longer. Yeah, we're, we would never get crazy like that. But there will be people like that. Oh yeah. You know what I'd love to do? I'd love to interview somebody who is responsible for like video game math. Like when I hear stuff like like a five percent boost, like in mm-hmm. terms of experience or renown or whatever you want to call it, and then think of a game like Diablo where we find items that give us like eight hundred percent plus to experience, even if it's even if it's like a pylon booster for X amount of minutes or whatever. That who who designs the math that comes up with those numbers that the game works off of? I have no idea. Like you'd have to be you'd have to be insane mm-hmm. to do that stuff. That I would love to pick a person's brain who does that. It's funny. A lot of the uh, stuff, like uh, economy stuff in games now, is starting to become so big that people are using it for their college thesis and getting their masters and stuff based on this. Oh, I bet. Like Eve is a big one too. They, they the economy in Eve is like crazy. Like people actually study it for like real world marketing. That's that is pretty mm-hmm. impressive. <laughs> Eve is is a monster. Oh yeah, it's a monster. Yeah. I've never played it. I've had Bob's. You've talked about it on the show oh, before. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Laz was actually you talking about. It? He he wanted to come back and play. Oh, Bob played Eve oh, for years. God. Years. Ooh. Yes, I had at one point five accounts running. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We were we were hardcore into that game. <laughs> That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. What kind of game is it? Uh, it is a sci-fi. Uh, spaceship type shooter, but not like a first person shooter where you like guide your ship. It's kind of like a like I want to say click to move, but like click to initiate your thruster in a direction, basically. And uh, you get different ships. Uh, they introduce like a lot of stuff over the course of time. They introduce like wormholes and stuff like that. So if you wanted to get away from known space, yeah, you can get out there, and it's like craziness. You never know where one wormhole leads to the next, and you never know what kind of trouble you run into. The hook he's leaving out about Eve though <laughs> is that. It's permadeath uh, in a way. Ooh. Yes, your so stuff. When you lose, you, you lose, lose your it. stuff. And the thing is, those things have real, real world money equivalency. Mm-hmm. So you can spend in that game eighty dollars. Like when it first came out, I doubt it's still that much right now. But there was an eighty dollar monocle for your character. Well, that monocle. Was, yeah, people like to base Whoa. it off of the equivalent because Eve has uh, their subscription is I think it was like fifteen dollars or something like that. You can buy. They called it. Um, uh, trying to think of the name of it uh, whatever it was it was a little like uh eve token basically you can either purchase it and you could sell it in their market let's say for whatever value they wanted to run at the time for the, the thing or you can use it and that'll give you one month subscription in the game so that became like a fluent thing in the market so if you wanted money real quick people would dump 15 dollars on a oh, plex that's what it is yeah they dump it on a plex and then they would sell it in the market and they'd get like uh you know a billion or whatever it was running at the time for a plex. But you could also still just put in real, like you could put in money and buy stuff in that yeah, game. Yeah, well that, that was the equivalent of doing it. You would buy the plex, which would be people would equivalent it to that. Like every plex would be whatever, like a 1.5 billion or whatever it is. So they would take the value of a ship when you lost it. If it was like a 10 billion ship, they would yeah. be like, alright, well that was like, you know, whatever the cost is in real world. So when they do, um, Kotaku will eventually run stories once every couple of months, maybe like once a year now, where There'll be a giant battle in Eve, and then they'll be like, players lost like a combined like four million dollars. Wow! Mm-hmm. But like, wow. so you could be traveling along on with your ship, 
and you can get attacked by other people. And so say like you've put money into the game, like I, you know, you bought this, you bought this eighty dollar monocle and stuff. And when that ship gets blown up because you wandered too far and were too risky and it just went bad, it went south for you, you just lose all that. Yep. Rule of thumb that's is awesome. don't fly anything oh, no. that isn't already I mean, lost. I would never play it, but that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. It you, is. I couldn't deal with consequences like that. No. Have you seen Rebel Galaxy? I have seen a little bit on it. I haven't got into it enough, though. Okay. I'm a little confused, because correct me if I'm wrong. Two people worked on that game? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. If that's true, then I know one half of that team, and I've been friends with Eric, Eric Pochett, for years. Okay. Hmm. And I just recently saw him promoting the game on his Facebook page and he's he's did all the character designs. He did all of the, the animation and the 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 art and, and all of that stuff. And um I gotta talk to him and find out because if it was two people I don't know, I've never like I've known people that have worked on games before but never a project that large with that small of a group. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'd be interesting to to talk to him and see what the, the process was like to do that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've I've, I've been friends with them on Facebook for like six years. And uh, been watching him like grow as a as a three D artist for the past couple of years. When I was going to um, school, college for mm-hmm. for video game design, we uh, we became friends through somebody that I was going to school with. And uh, yeah, he's a super cool dude. I wanna, I definitely want to check out his game. But it reminded me when you were talking about Eve, the whole like battleships in space oh, yeah. thing. So it looked pretty cool. Yeah, the game itself. I mean, it, it's a little the the learning curve of Eve as they draw it out on paper is. It's a slow slope that goes up, 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 and then it's a cliff that hangs off. Yeah. And there's little stick people, and the bulldozer pushing stick people off the edge, basically. That's how they describe the beginning process of getting into Eve. That's a that's a marriage ender yeah. game right there. Oh, yeah. You will spend a lot of time with it. You're like, honey, you don't get mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, you remember that Star Cruiser that you said I could buy? <laughs> well, I bought the upgrades, too. <laughs> The best ones are people flying around with Plex and small ships in high space and getting scanned, and you see them getting popped with, like, 200 or 300 Plex in their cargo hold. That's all money that just went poof. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have a couple of old T-shirts that we could use for diapers. Exactly. That's awful. (laughs) All right. Well, I have tried something new this week, Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny because it's not new. But I was sitting there the other day, and I was like, I kind of fancy, like, I want to play something different. I've been playing a lot of Destiny again recently. I want to try something different. And uh, I suddenly remembered I still had Assassin's Creed Syndicate in the plastic yes. on the side. So I was like, awesome. So I popped that in. The difference between the first hour of that and the first hour of Unity is like night and day. Mm-hmm. Because the first hour of Unity, I'm like, here we go again. And I was kind of a little bored and I never went back to it. This, I'm like, I am like flying through the air and jumping off stuff and running up a train. And that zip line. It nice. was just, it's so much more fun. It looks great. The voice acting's fantastic. The the whole premise of it, and I'm not even that far into it, and I already love the characters. <laughs> and really, I I am very, very impressed with the comeback mm-hmm. because I was bitter and twisted over Unity. <laughs> and I swore I would never play another Assassin's Creed, certainly not on the first no, day. I would always buy them. <laughs> Who's the, uh, the main character you're playing as now? Well, I haven't got far enough to have to pick oh okay i got gotcha. you so i'm still like you know working through like the intro yeah. to both the characters and the story and yeah it's uh it's twin brothers and sisters jacob and evie oh okay and um you're eventually when you're when you're doing free roam you're given the choice to be either or which you're, is new yeah, yeah you're you're forced to be certain characters for certain missions but in i mean i've spent well over like probably into like 
closer to 60 hours with that game mm-hmm. so far. And I'm like 87% done overall. I've spent, I would say, 90% of my time as Evie. Very little have I had to switch over to Jacob. Right. Oh. And even from the very beginning, the differences in the two is fantastic. You know, he's a big brute. And you do feel like you can feel the power between just punching people in the face and mm-hmm. like jumping on them. And, you know, and that's great. And then you see Evie and she's fluid. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, she, it looks like a crowbar at the beginning that she's carrying. She just you know yeah smacking uh, people with yeah and and it's just she's so much more the the good thing that they've done with this character again just from my early impressions is they've made a very very feminine but no less deadly Mm -hmm. than all the rest of them and that's that's a great thing to achieve because this isn't a female skin on an assassin character it's it's a female character yeah and it's yeah so far really good good to see the the differences uh, in handling yeah yeah she's really awesome in that um i mean the more the more that you explore the game she develops relationships with the people that you interact with, Charles Dickens and Darwin and a couple mm-hmm. of other people. Whereas Jacob is like the rough and tumble, fight clubby, you know, in the bars kind of guy. Yeah. And Hit he... first, ask questions later. <laughs> right. And but Evie, like, she is interested in the sciences and she's actually researching the city that you're in. And you just you actually are learning about the place that you're I don't remember any Assassin's Creed game actually teaching me proper stuff about where we're playing in the game. Mm-hmm. Syndicate actually does that, where there yeah. are bits of real history. The first one was pretty good it. with that. That's what always. I, I so don't remember the first. I think one. the well, buildings and stuff me. like that they usually yeah. model. All I remember is that Kristen very, Bell was yeah. in the first one. <laughs> they just well, it's very normally very accurate with mm-hmm. the architecture. It's very very cleverly done. But mm-hmm. I have to admit, as like a, a history nerd like running down the streets and hearing them like shouting historically accurate stuff at you was like yay (laughs) it was very cool it's really good that's why i've always loved those games what's the uh gameplay on that roughly uh time wise i don't know actually you said you got 60 hours i mean there's always a lot of side stuff a lot of collectibles in assassin's creed i am i'm a collection hound in that game i'm i'm collecting every little glitch Mm -hmm. every little thing that you can that you can find it's all on the map there's no piece of paper you have to chase in this one no there isn't isn't. no no shandies (laughs) the shandies and then it was the (laughs) jeff was it no who's who's um is it franklin's journal or something in assassin's creed 3 the biggest pain in the ass in syndicate is seeing something on the map and it's like it's underground and you don't know how to get to it yeah. so you have to either find like the open sewer and there's one of them right and, and the entrance could be like half a mile away right from or like it's, are, it's right? below the train station mm-hmm. or something like that and you have to you have to traverse like several staircases to find the exact one and then you'll see like a corridor and you'll be like oh man it's got to be it and you run down, you make a left, and it's just more like it's like a more theater district. And they, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> yeah. um, that could drive you nuts a little yes. bit, but at least, at the very least, what's on the map, you know that it's there. Yeah. It's just a matter of how to get exactly. to it. And that's it. the challenge. Mm. That's good. Yeah. It's a challenge to find these collectibles. How do you like? They uh, got to the point where it was a little too easy just to like run past and pick them up. How do you like uh, like the the Thames River, like the giant? in the the middle like just out of nowhere yeah breaking up all the city stuff there's this huge harbor and you have to jump from boat to boat to try and catch the goods that are on it oh i haven't got to that big yet. Oh, it's, jump it's across fun. the dead bodies awesome. that are floating in the thames yeah there are lots <laughs> it's of not um, much better nowadays there are lots <laughs> of like special like one one area only items right. that you'll use like rare rare things to craft new weapons oh, okay. new gear yeah and sometimes it'll be on a crate on a boat that's moving through the thames and you actually have to get onto the boat 
and you have to take everyone out on it and then you have to blow stuff up to get to it's awesome sweet yeah. no I really can't wait to put more hours in I'm actually looking forward to the blizzard because then I've got no excuse to have I to might, go do anything responsible I might have all. to try to play that then before the witcher I'm trying not to start the witcher because I know it's going to eat up? my soul it's Please literally going to hurry up and just play the witcher will you just right, do it I'll just start it this it. weekend talking about the witcher I did a little uh, a little stream earlier in the week which ah, Gwent. A little, yes, a little Gwent tutorial. Because oh. I hear, like, we've had listeners and I've read online people that, you know, just don't want to play it or have gone in, looked at it, and like, no, not for me. And unlike the Assassin's Creed mini games, which I'm sure people oh, remember. They're miserable. Yeah, they were shitty, but you also didn't have to play them. There was mm. no reason to have to play them at all. They were just like little eggs just thrown in there. Uh, the difference with Gwent is there's quite a few quest lines that mm. involve you not only having to play Gwent, but win at Gwent. And if you're a completionist and you want to, you know, check off all those quests, you're going to need to know how to play Gwent. And I personally, like, I could play it for hours and hours and hours. Like, I've gone in and played for, like, just gone around and played people for four hours. <laughs> I've not done any storyline, just played Gwent, Sit down at built the table my with deck. Some grog. I'm oh, going to have to watch it, your oh, yeah. stream of it so that way when I fail at it, I'm going to blame you for being a terrible teacher. <laughs> well, that's what I said. No, I said look, if you want to know how to play Gwent in a very average way, go check out my stream. <laughs> in fact, it's good because the second time, the first time I tried to do it, my mic wasn't working. It was kind of a disaster, but I also lost quite a few of the games. So I was like, Did you archive right. the new one? I did. Hey. <laughs> the new one I won. So I nice. archived that one. Um, but it's a fantastic game and I cannot wait. Like, If there's ever a standalone of it on like iPad or something, Goodbye, because that's what I will be doing. With <laughs> Have they time. finished releasing uh, the DLC for The Witcher Three, or is there still oh, more to no, come? No, there's still more. I just um, I bought the season pass because I'm obsessed with that game, okay. and it was thirty bucks. Um, now this is the difference. It was thirty dollars. Taken King was what forty, mm-hmm. and you know that dropped a lot of content. But this one for thirty dollars, this expansion was, I think, over ten hours of story. Um, various you know items and everything with it and then the next one apparently is going to be 20 hours so there's a lot Ooh. of new content that is nice I right. they actually say the that. next the next expansions the developers what is it C- CD, CD Project, Project Red, Red. <clears throat> they say it's better than the main game like they feel huh. this is better than they, the main yeah, game yeah because wow. they've like ironed out the stuff yeah. with their, yeah. when's that supposed to be released uh, soon actually soon? I think next month maybe something like that yeah, okay. yeah. I'm pick no, up the season pass then when I start this definitely if you mm. yeah if you like the first couple of hours of that game at all just get the season pass mm. yeah I went, uh, I went into GameStop today and the I tried to pre-order Overwatch mm-hmm. I was just gonna like do the whole big thing yeah it's 130 bucks <gasps> wow which I it, it's 103 on Amazon okay hmm. I remember that it was something you know sizable and whatever I mean it's Blizzard I'm totally yeah. down but what what I was uh, shocked to learn is that apparently it's a company wide thing that GameStop is out of pre orders for that game. What? That's what he said. Did Although we, the guy you know, also thought he was about to hang himself. You know about the twenty percent <laughs> off thing with Prime, right? With Amazon. Yeah, all the games pre order. If you have Prime for Amazon, every game you pre order is twenty percent off as a permanent thing. Oh nice. yeah. So that hundred and thirty dollar Overwatch thing that comes with the statue and yeah. blah 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 blah. It's a, it's 130, and then it, with a 20% off, it drops to 103. Excellent. But the main Blizzard game come out and just say, "Hand over your wallet." Yeah. But the main game itself is like is the regular 60 dollars, and then it drops to 48 with tax 52. But also, like the torture, game. the absolute torture of waiting for it to come with the mail on the day of release. I can go to Best Buy by nine o'clock in the morning. My mailman doesn't come till four you know o'clock best, sometimes. You know the best part about that is most people actually work for a living. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't matter if I can go get it at nine in the morning. I would be there when I get home from work. Hours. 
an odd job. <laughs> <laughs> like babysitting people's children. Sitting at the windows like one of those Garfields on the back I of somebody's did. car. I did. When the when I pre-ordered The Witcher, Jay was actually getting really, really angry with me because I was sat on the couch looking out the window for hours. And he was like, it's going to come. And I'm like, what if it doesn't come? What am I going to do? He's like, I don't know. Get on with your life. I'm like, oh. I, Jackie, I've been there with certain games yeah. where like, I see the Amazon price and I'm like, wow, like, that's a really good... But I'm going to be home that day. Do I exactly. really want to? Because I could just go down to GameStop yeah. right down the road in the morning. Grab yep. it. Or I can digitally pre-order it and it's on my PlayStation by midnight. Uh, yeah. yeah. So first world problems. Convenience. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. What are we going to do? We're going to move on to a very core listener question we <gasps> received. Because Ooh. this is a good little uh, subject of debate. So I'm going to read this letter out and... Then you're all going to tell me what you think. Am I? Yes, you are. And you too. I quit. And you. Wave your hand in front of them. You will tell me the answer to this. <laughs> all right. So we have a question. You can't use from... a Star Trek <laughs> work on me. <laughs> yes. Uh, I saw I found this email from our listener, Randy Main. He said, hey, guys, as a guy who has returned into gaming after a hiatus, I just started listening to your show and I'm absolutely loving it. So thank you very much. Um, I am currently binge listening all of the older episodes and have a question for you. Sometimes after a hard or stressful day, the last thing I want to do is jump into a dramatic story packed game or even a violent shoot 'em up. While I love those type of games, sometimes I'm just not in the mood and I want something a little more sunny. On those occasions, I choose Rocket League, which I purchased after hearing you guys talk about it. It's lighthearted. I can play a couple of quick matches, get my gaming fix and begin to relax. What games do you guys like to play after a hard or stressful day? Thanks and keep up the great work. Fantastic question, Randy. Really cool. So I'm going to throw this one out here. Steve. Jackie. I can guess what yours is going to be. Of course. <laughs> so Steve, after a stressful day, what do you like to chill out with? Mary Kate Nashley's Sweet 16 <laughs> License to Drive. Of course you do. My Little Pony. <laughs> um, no, I... Um, I mean, my my wind down nighttime game is Diablo three. Mm-hmm. Still playing it uh, with this one right over here to my right <laughs> that you guys can't see because this is the radio. Um, <laughs> but no, Bronwyn and I—that's you know—that's how we stay in touch and how we yeah. you know we do we do an activity together when we're away. And um, they just last week dropped their gigantic update. It is more than two times the size of the proper uh, Reaper of Souls. Expansion it is pack. Pretty ridiculous hmm. just how much they drop in that game. Yeah. It really is. Ridiculous. They keep they keep on servicing yeah. that game and giving people more reasons to play it and for free. You download it all for free. You got uh Grey Hollow Island, which is a huge uh area. And uh to that to that point, if you go to talkingcomicbooks.com, Bronwyn has a brand new uh fantasy travelogue column that she's been writing and she actually did a write up of uh Grey Hall Island where she, she oh, goes sweet. there <laughs> and sees all the monsters and, and tells you all about that place. So um definitely go to the I site. I feel like and check I haven't played out. that game in so long and when I go back to it, it's gonna be like three times the size of what it was when I left. Here's the thing. Like yes, they added new content, yes they added <laughs> new items and everything like that, but one of the things that I noticed immediately is that the game has received a graphical overhaul hmm. in that it is so much more detailed oh, than it wow. was just a few weeks ago. And, like, noticeable. And you know how yeah. much we play this game. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, immediately... Yeah, Blizzard's been known for doing that to their games every once yeah. in a while. They'll buff them. It's like the, the, the effects of the actual spells and the stuff going on in the game 
they've they've reconfigured some stuff. So like one of the constant things that you're dying from, like when you become a super badass and you're just mowing things down, one of the things that will almost always kill you is the corpse explosions. <laughs> but when there's so much crap going on, they're really hard to see. So now the the ball of light that actually signifies the corpse explosion is right. brighter. But not only is it brighter, it now has like like beams of light that almost serve as like spikes that shoot out of it and they, they elongate before it explodes. Oh, so you can <laughs> so see it coming. Unless right. you're like staring at them because they're so damn pretty and you die <laughs> anyway. Um, it's really... Do you know how many times I've died in a game? <gasps> Please tell us. But just standing there and going, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many, many, many times. So, you mean um... like staring at the ceiling? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm just like, oh, look at that up there. So... Bam, dead. Um, with the new expansion, now we've got set dungeons where if you have all six pieces of a set, they've actually designed dungeons that are tailored to that set and they will throw enemies and scenarios at you um, that are specific to the abilities, that the gained abilities that you have from that set. Um, like I said, there's a whole new area to explore with Grey Hollow Island. There's 16 new enemy sets. There's countless new legendaries and set items. Um, there's all new transmogrifications. Like I said, the graphical overhaul for the game itself, and um, they've upped the stash amount. They've changed the way in which you can spend your money. So we're Bronwyn's sitting on over a billion dollars at one point, <laughs> and you can now purchase um, what is it called? Something you get it. You get it when you go into the Greater Rifts. You get a fourth chance to upgrade your legendary gem. Normally, you have three. Um, you now can purchase a fourth opportunity to upgrade your gems and become more powerful, but you have to beat that rift. Otherwise, you've blown your money. And it's significant. It's millions of dollars to do this right. in some cases. And so, um, so you always feel like if you have a stressful day, there's something you can go do in there because there's so much of it. For right? all of the chaos that Diablo 3 is, and it is, it is very much a zen game. For me, mm -hmm. I've been playing it for so long and I'm so comfortable with, with the way that it plays that I can just set up my pillows, lay in my bed, have my headset on, be talking with Bronwyn, holding whole conversations and just autopilot and, mm -hmm. and just play it right. and be happy and have a good time and make tons of progress in, in cool. you know, the process. All right. So Steve's is Diablo. Justin, how about you? After four hours trying to get the kids to sleep, what do you do? I like to shoot things. <laughs> <laughs> So you don't so much relax as blow off steam. That's, yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that is my way of relaxing is like, you know, playing Destiny's PvP or Battlefront's PvP, especially with friends. But if I'm playing by myself and like there's I, nobody's on or whatever and I want to just chill out and relax, I could put on a game like Fallout and just like do nothing in that world for a while. But like my favorite source of of like just quiet me video game time is stuff like you'll do in like... Um, Far Cry or Just Cause um, and I'll use Just Cause as the, as the example like I have this whole big island I have to clear all these bases and just taking like one at a time one at a time one at a time and it's like you've cleared this area now this area is in blue and it's like now I move on to the next one mm -hmm. like that's my way like of housekeeping yeah it's yeah. but for me it's like fun housekeeping like that's why I kept playing that game was because I wanted the trophy for clearing all you know all the bases on the islands right and so the, this last one was huge, um, and it was very repetitive. And we were doing the same things over and over. But for me, that was the same thing in, in Far Cry and going into into bases and liberating them. You just go kill all the enemies, and it's like, nope, I got a, a nice little check mark next to this, and so I move on to the next one. Cool. Okay, uh, Bob, how about you? 
Uh, I have video game ADD, so pretty much everything is played in little bits and spurts. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> uh, but I've been coming to lately, it's been uh, Guild Wars, though. I've been picking it up, just taking little chunks out of the world. Like, they have uh, completions for different zones, mm-hmm. so you can do everything. Like, there's little things, like all the quests, or there's little vistas. They'll show you, like, little videos around, like, the graphics around the area. Um, a couple of little, like the hearts, you like help out NPCs around. They're like always like uh, dynamic events. Right. So, so you can just jump in and do a couple of missions. Yeah, do something a little bit just... here, a little bit there, and eventually right. you get 100% completion in that zone. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. move on to the next thing. Yeah. Cool. Um, me personally, I'm with you with the Destiny thing. Um, I like to, but for different reasons. It's not because I want to like blow off steam by shooting stuff. It's that I'll go in and just do the daily bounties or something. And just, you know, I know I can pick this up. It's not going to be challenging. I can go to an area where the enemies are really easy. I'm not going to think about it. But it's the same way. It's like every time it goes ding, it's like, all right, that one's checked off. Ding. Popped another one. Ding. I'm like, all right, I feel good. Go cash them in. Done for the day. And then mm-hmm. do whatever else it is. Yeah, I that, to that's do. another game that's played in little spurts. And then I talk about how right. much I hate the game. <laughs> Bob played less. Oh, oh, that's right. You God. two did. Uh-huh. We did a raid last week. We did. Uh-huh. Me and Bob did a raid last this week. This is what it, I get for helping was. people. Yeah, it was Helping hysterical. people. Bob, you were the lowest level in the room. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I got to carry everybody for being the lowest level in the room. Ain't that right? <laughs> it was very, very funny, though, because it was, yeah, me and Bob, neither of us had played like with everyone else for a while. But and... that and Mark is like, raid, raid. Raid, raid, raid. He's like a parrot. Raid, raid. raid. And I'm raid. like, fine, let's just do raid. it. I'll help. Do you know raid. the funny thing though is it was actually my idea. Oh, was it your idea? It was that one time. No, I... trust me, it wasn't your idea. Mark had asked <laughs> yeah. us to raid earlier in the day. Oh, he he well... says it so often that eventually you believe that it's your own idea. <laughs> like if we were talking, um, if we were talking in an, in our little group chat yeah. about anything, but especially like I'm talking like, hey, like I'm I'm playing like Bob and I are playing Rainbow Six or blah 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 blah. blah. Rated eight. Raid? 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 It's kind of funny. But I jumped in and I was like, you know, I hadn't done it in a while. Um, And I'd been kind of stuck at level 300 and I wasn't really going anywhere and it was getting annoying. So I jumped in and was like, anybody fancy doing the raid? And of course, Mark was like, yep, I'll do it. I yep. think I hit 309. Yep. You went like from that. 297 to 309 in one play. That was just about 300, 298 from it, yeah. Wow. I went from, yeah, I think like 299, 300 to 305. They had some stupid yeah. event going on, which gave you like one weapon that was already, but 309, 310, something like that. Yeah, they've added like modifiers and challenges to the raids themselves. And so like, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, but like one of the bosses, if you do this thing, you're guaranteed to drop at this number. So Yeah, but it was fun. I hadn't done it in a while. Destiny's and, a mess um, right now. Oh, is it? The servers are a little glitchy. No, not even that. Like, there's a big article on Kotaku today about, like, oh, the, I future, read that, about the future of Destiny. That and there how is well, not a future right now. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't know what they're doing <gasps> with the game right Surprise! Now. Yes. Oh, they didn't know what they were goes. doing at the beginning. Again, the man with, like, 13 <laughs> days in the game that hates the game. It's terrible. I hate that game. I was, I was told I have, to, want to, play I have to play it so I can complain <laughs> about it. That's why I bought the expansion. Oh, oh, th- look, that's true. Having to play it to complain about it is one thing. Playing it for like two solid weeks of your life just so you can complain about it is a little that's, too much. That's because I'm a very giving man and I always try to help my friends out when they're trying to do things. I'm going to strangle them in the show. Yeah, I feel like Bob does protest too much. That's the way we take, we take the show out. What would Justin strangle? Just just yeah. <laughs> At Emmy. <laughs> my final breath will be like, it's still terrible. <laughs> So, Randy, I hope that uh, answered your question from all of us. It was a very cool question. I like ones like that. 
please send us more right? yeah it's very intriguing yeah. I like that um with that I'm actually gonna wrap it up for the evening because <gasps> I'm hungry wrap it up oh, anybody hey. else anybody else hungry hungry hungry, hungry Jackie yeah exactly I said this at the beginning of the show that this was gonna be an issue I would get angrier and angrier as the evening went on meanwhile there's two pizzas sitting over there on the table that nobody's Ooh. touched I don't eat pizza I'm gonna eat pizza for days <laughs> you don't eat pizza <laughs> no since when uh, I try not to eat pizza. I don't think I can be friends with you anymore. <laughs> I'm allergic to tomatoes, so no offense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so with that, I'm going to do a little housekeeping, first of all. Um, so as I said, I love, love, love when we get um, the uh, listener feedback. You know, it's really great to hear that people enjoy listening to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, please, if you have enjoyed listening to the show, leave us a um a review on itunes because when you leave us a review on itunes it helps other people find the show um it, it kind of bumps us up and uh, it really helps out uh so please do that plus give us any suggestions you want as far as games absolutely. you want to see played absolutely um any constructive criticism is welcome constructive people thank you um <laughs> But if you do want to reach out to us and ask us a question or give us any feedback, anything like that, you can reach us by email at talkinggamespc at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash talkinggamespc. We are on Twitter at talking underscore games. My personal Twitter is at Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. Justin? I am at Jaroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. I don't know why he's smirking, Steve. Because you're reading how to spell your name off the no, computer. No, I'm not. I didn't That's even write it, it down. Like. I didn't even write it down. <laughs> you're like, Thank you very much. I'm watching you and you're like looking at the this screen spelling This was going very smoothly. You're deliberately sabotaging me. Derailed. Steve, Twitter. You didn't have to say I'm going to turn laughing. his mic off. Twitter. My Twitter <laughs> handle is at dead underscore anchorus. Bob. At Melfesto, M-E-L-F-E-S-T-O. Okay. You can also visit our mother site. Oh, I know what else to call it. The mothership. I like mother site. Right, the mother, mother site. site. No, that mother site. Talkingcomicbooks.com. Um, we are recently trying to put a whole load more content on there beyond just the show. New streams. Uh, yeah, exactly. Obviously, you can find our show there. You can find the original Talking Comics with Steve. Um, you can yes. also find like The Misfits, Talking Valiant, Talking Movies, Talking Shoujo. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a ton of there's stuff there. There's a new there. one too. Legendary Runs. Oh. There you go. Okay, which is called? Legendary Runs. There you go, that as well. So there's a ton of podcasts and a ton of shows for you to listen to, but also we're really trying lately to get a whole load of content up there. So we've got some articles to check out. Uh, we're also streaming a lot more recently. I'm trying to stream at like, you know, I, I stream in the afternoon. Justin's streaming some stuff in the evenings. Uh, I have a new video game art, uh, fan art related column on TalkingComicBooks.com called Graphical Glitch. Uh, there's there two editions of it so far. That comes out on Tuesdays. There you mm. go. So, so there's a lot more content. So please do head over to talkingcomicbooks.com to check out all of that content for you. Uh, we're really proud of where the site's going right now. So uh, give us a big boost and help us out. Go read those articles, watch those streams, listen to those shows. Uh, but for now, we're all very, very hungry. So we are going to say good evening <laughs> and we will catch you next week. <laughs>